Hello and welcome to Talk the Line. On this podcast, we talk to some of our favourite people about the subjects that they are passionate about. And this week, I'm talking to soulful London singer Sam Henshaw about comic book adaptations. So where does your uh, comic obsession begin? Oh, I think just growing up when I was a kid, um, my mum was like, read books and obviously I loved reading I still love reading but I was just drawn more to um to comics I was like seeing the pictures and the artwork and the style and I used to draw as well so that just appealed to me a bit more um the, the, the kind of like action hero comics or more like the graphic novels or a bit of both obviously when you're younger you can't you can't go closer to the uh, to the graphic novel stuff but um yeah, just all kinds. There was all sort. There were all sorts of comics that, that I was into. I was into like Beano comics and you know, um, of Dennis the Menace and Dandy. Was it Dandy? I think it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, it was and Dandy, Banana yeah. Man and all that stuff. Oh my god, Banana, Banana Man! Banana Man. So I was into all that. that. I was into all of that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, it just. I think I just never stopped liking comics and then just became. Um, I think I got yeah. I just got, as I grew up, I just got more interested, more intrigued, and just started. Uh, going into that stuff a bit more and and then uh, they started putting it on film and that was just like incredible for me. Yeah, this <laughs> is like moment. a new, this is like a, a thing of our generation, right? Yeah. Because when, I mean, Batman. Yeah. Mm, Spider-Man's really new too, isn't it? In, ter- in terms of comics or just in like In terms film? of the adaptations because Batman's been going a long time film-wise. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're DC, right? So, um, Batman... Superman, Wonder Woman, all those people, that's DC. Mm. Spider-Man, um, Captain America, Hulk, um, Iron Man, all those guys, that's Marvel. Yeah. So DC were doing it before Marvel. So DC, yeah, DC started, it was um, Superman. Superman was the first sort of s- superhero. Um, I guess everyone calls him like the godfather of yeah. comic books or whatever. He was like the very first superhero comic. Um, and yeah, he sort of set it all off and, and DC, yeah. I think a lot of comic book people know that like Marvel's ripped a lot of stuff from, from DC <laughs> over the years. DC's always kind of come with the ideas and, and whatever. And um, I think Marvel is now doing better be- with, with films, but I think it was kind of like their, how do I put it? It was their time to shine mm. in the sense of they've done they've been kind of playing, they've always been that group, they've always been that company behind DC um, over the years. So obviously now it seems like DC's kind of losing their winning streak in terms of... like Superman seems so trad now. Yeah, it's harder to kind of make Superman an interesting character on on film, unfortunately. But that's because, I guess also as well with, with Marvel, they've not done any sort of film adaptations of any superhero beforehand so maybe mm. spider-man's like the most they, they've done i guess they've done things like blade and and um who else have they done and they've done the x-men stuff but yeah. if you look at that carefully a lot of those things aren't as um interesting as as they used to be to sort of the general public anymore um well there's like so many now oh it's too many it's, it's yeah, crazy it's getting it's kind of getting out of hand and i think it's kind of um 
it's kind of what's saving but killing Hollywood at the same time. Yeah. Um, to be fair, it's quite I get really confused as to like which are the X-Men and which are the Justice League. Yeah, so, oh man. So the X-Men. Oh man, okay. No, wi- okay, there's so many. Iron Man. Iron Is man. that Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man at the moment. Is that DC? Marvel. That's Marvel. Marvel, okay, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, And is he... Oh, wait, there's Avengers as well, right? So, oh, my God. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot, right, with, with it all. There's, um, so you've got... So Robert Downey Jr., who plays Iron Man, which is a Marvel character, um, and essentially, let's say he's like... Yeah, he's one of the leaders of, or founding members of the, um, the Avengers. And then you've got DC, which has... Um, Superman, who is the one of the founding members of the Justice League, and then there's loads of people that come underneath yeah. these these two teams under these two different companies. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot with them. I remember listening. I think I think it was like an Adam Buxton podcast or something. Like listen to a podcast where they were saying about all the rights that Marvel hold to like yeah. all these insane comics that have never gone gone anywhere and like never done anything. But yeah. They just have. The rights, just in case. Yeah, it's um. Is that that's where like is it Ant Man? Ant Man is also a Marvel. That's a Marvel comic as well. Um, it's it's weird because that's a and that's kind of translated into film as well now because obviously Disney, um, owns Marvel, or Disney, yeah, Disney owns Marvel. Disney bought Marvel. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. So now, but Marvel's now got all these, film. They've got all these characters, but then a load of other companies own a lot of Marvel characters as well. Mm. So now Disney and Marvel are trying to get their characters back. Um, so you have like Fox that owns, I think like Fantastic Four. Oh. And Sony owns, I think no, Fox owns like X-Men and like Deadpool. Um, I think Fantastic Four as well. Um, so now Marvel and Disney are trying to like buy back all the rights from these other companies to basically get their characters back on screen so it's, yeah it's insane at the moment i'm re- i'm really into the netflix oh the shows right the shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were what was your favorite one i i don't i don't know actually because they're all i think i i'm i know some people d- i mean no one really liked iron fist i don't think i wasn't sold on it no. and do you know what and it wasn't even i wasn't sold on it because it was a comic book show i just think it wasn't delivered very no, well it felt like all the budget went into um daredevil yeah and like maybe a little bit jessica, jessica jones, jones and luke yeah. cage and then with iron fist just apparently he the guy who does um uh daredevil got like loads of karate training or like you know like yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, training. he looked, he and looked then good. Yeah, the Iron Fist Danny guy got like none. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean to be fair as well, even when you like sort of see him acting, it was just very. I just wasn't sold by his character. If anything, I found his character kind of annoying. Yeah, um, really annoying. Yeah, but so. then the first series of Luke Cage was amazing. On the second one now, and I feel like they've cut the budget for that. I haven't watched the second series <sighs> of Luke Cage, but I wasn't so. I was like. 50 50 on um on the first season i just think that nothing was as good as daredevil for me like i think daredevil's your number one i think daredevil i think the first and again i think the first season of daredevil was really good but i think the second season starts off good because it had the punisher in it and everything oh i love he was amazing and then it just got 
And then towards the end, it just kind of lost the plot a bit for me. I was just kind of like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was has they then they did the one all together. Defenders, the yes. defenders, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I got really lost because I couldn't remember what happened at the end of Daredevil because it was, just, yeah, it was just, too confusing. Yeah, right? it was just so much at this point. Yeah, it was kind and of then like... I just got completely confused and started confusing it with that um, Tilda Swinton film, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't even know what's going on anymore <laughs> with Doctor Strangelove. Str- yeah, <laughs> it's it, yeah, all of it. Like <laughs> at this point, all of it is just like. Again, this is why I say it's it's like kind of saving but killing Hollywood, um, Hollywood yeah. at the same time because it's just so much. But then you just you're not very you're not completely sure after, like you said, one season what's going on anymore. It just kind of yeah, and they they're so far apart. Yeah, but then they have so many recurring characters that you kind of have to watch Iron Fist to be watching the new watch series all, of yeah. Luke Cage to be like, hang on, why is that? policewoman now got this like fancy hand yeah. and you're like oh it's because of this like rich guy that was in this whole other series yeah, and I need yeah, like yeah. to watch two seasons worth of backstory to get it's crazy it's like yeah or you have to watch a, one of the other shows it's just yeah there's so much at this point that um <laughs> that's why for me some of the seasons now and some of the shows I'm just like this this isn't any good because yeah. it's um because the, these comic book worlds are gigantic like they're so massive in the comics that when you actually to to try and put that on film or on TV or, or whatever, the budget you would need for that is 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 pretty insane. To I mean, to be fair, I give sort of Game of Thrones and all those shows massive ratings for how they manage to. But I mean, they yeah. they're a, they're proof that you can actually do it. To be but fair, they're but based on like how many books? Like. I or six maybe more yeah, um, yeah um, like the Harry Potter series is like seven books yeah it means but they still have to make like eight films yeah and yeah. they're like films but yeah. these are like TV series yeah and everything's connected yeah. isn't it like so many of the characters pop up in the other series yeah that you have to have like an encyclopedic knowledge it's, to watch them yeah I mean yeah I feel like if you're not a comic book fan it's almost not that enjoyable at some point you you kind of get to a to a certain season or, or episode and you're like this just doesn't make any more sense this doesn't make sense anymore I'm not, I'm not feeling this um but yeah I mean there's but yeah I, I the way I look at it is if Game of Thrones can do it and if like a show like Westworld have you seen Westworld yes West- but season two okay I haven't watched it my manager was <laughs> okay. watching we were in LA and my manager was just watching it the whole time I'd come back from sessions and he'd be like his face he, he'd be like looking at the screen and I'd be like you're watching Westworld aren't you he's like yeah his face was just he just didn't get it so I'm, 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 I'm hoping, a little scared I'm hoping that it's like this one's setting up the next season where okay. we we'll get the payoff but oh was it really that confusing it's because they play about with the timeline so much that you're just like oh. what's happening and then we had to go back and watch the first one again because so confused then we had to like read what happened in the first series that's, so like, yeah, what? that's what he, he said that it was a lot of just he didn't know where he was at in, no. in, the, in, in anything, which I, oh man, that's such a shame. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully from the set, I mean, I'm going to watch it, um, but hopefully it does catch up. And yeah. yeah. But that's the good thing about shows, I guess, um, for that sort of stuff. There's, there's this kind of space and room for it to grow that I guess um, movies don't have because I guess with like blockbuster films or whatever, people just want it within 
that whatever two hour or one hour yeah. and 30 40 minutes space time and then like even the thought of watching a lord of the rings film you're like oh god i don't have three and a half hours yes yeah, you have to kind of mentally prepare yeah. yourself and to even like binge watch all the movies plus the hobbit ones you're just like yeah yeah it was on the other day actually i've been on tv and i sat there and i was like oh lord of the no nah. i'm not gonna watch this <laughs> like i'm not in the mind space for that film but yes yeah, so what are your favorite franchises out of you know if you had to pick like three out of the marvel and dc world the kind of adaptations or franchises or shows oh god i watch so many this is gonna prove how much of a nerd i am um <laughs> So I think the way Marvel has done their films, I think, are pretty incredible. It's kind of the best way you can do it, I think. Um, but I think to a degree it's starting to get a bit the same yeah. with everything that they're putting totally. out. Um, they're starting to have this like formula that's becoming a bit too... Um, What's the word? Predictable and just not as fun as I guess when <clears throat> when we when we saw the first, I mean Iron Man the first Iron Man film for me was like wicked because yeah yeah I didn't know that much about Iron Man myself so when I watched the film I was like this is amazing um, so but yeah so I I love the Marvel stuff that they're doing um, I'm I'm probably like this is probably like one of the most unpopular opinions but i'm like quite a fan of a lot of the dc stuff dc movies that they're putting out at the moment um but that's just because i love the dc comics um i think there's more they could get right in terms of the stories and stuff and the execution of everything but um i loved man of steel that was good uh i've not seen man of steel man of steel is great it was just for me personally, I think it was just a more realistic take on the Superman story. I think it was a bit more of a... Um, it it was like realistic in terms of his characterization. I think that him as a character, he's a very... He's not just this happy guy that's just like happy all the time. And it's just okay. like, oh, let me go and save somebody and all of that. And <laughs> normally... Just jump in a phone box. Yeah, and I think that was a very... I mean, I'm sure you've seen the Superman, the original Superman yeah, film with yeah. Christopher Reeve. And, that. and the TV series as yeah, well. Exactly, which were, they were incredible. Um, yeah, they were brilliant. Yeah, but I, didn't, I don't know, for me, I just feel like you couldn't put that out in this time and it work. Yeah. Um, I don't think you could present Superman that way in this time and it work. So I think that how they presented Superman in Man of Steel was way more realistic, um, just in terms of his character. And I think it gave him room and space and time to develop so you could actually see why he became um the version of superman that everyone sort of knows and sees in the comic books going back to that whole people want to get what they want to get in the space of two hours or an hour 45 yeah. a lot of people watched it and were just like no nah, this isn't the superman that I grew up on and it's just like okay cool but they're trying to flesh him out they're trying to give him a bit more time and room um, which I don't think a lot of people understood. So, uh, unpopular opinion, but Man of Steel is one of my favourite films. Um, I guess A Dark Knight, yeah, with the yeah. Joe, um, with Heath. I mean, 
It's just... Saw it three times at the cinema. Incredible, isn't it? Still every time when that body comes down by the window. Yeah, you... Even though you just... scares the shit out of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. It, when that happened in the cinema, I was like, what? Like, yeah. Uh, it's um, Heath Ledger's performance and that is just, to me, just, yeah, yeah like one of the best things ever. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's incredible. Um, oh yeah you made me want to watch that again yeah it's so I mean it's it was just so good it was just so good and and, um, how he just you one thing I love about the character the Joker and 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 sort of Heath Ledger's take on it as well was that he was so mysterious and you never knew what his deal was Mm -hmm. he was just you you didn't even the weird thing was he would make you think he was crazy but then you wouldn't be sure if he was actually crazy or not. You kind of felt like he knew what he was doing the whole time, but then sort of didn't mm. at the same time. Uh, he just seemed like a spontaneous guy, but I don't know. It was just genius, just his take on it. And like having grown up on the old Batman films. Yeah. And all so kitsch and like, yeah. you know, like really camp yeah, as well. exactly. And then going to see something like that and yeah. it's being so fresh, but yeah. so dark. Yeah, and you sort of thinking, man, if I could have like, if I had like a billion pounds or million pounds, <laughs> I could probably go and do this myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just made it look so genuinely uh, real. Yeah, that was, that was an incredible film. Um what else was there? Um, so none of the ones that are like, you prefer the ones that are just like one superhero focuses on that one person and develops their character or... I think they've got those ones pretty well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, what about the ones that are like, you know, X-Men? The ones that always have like the name of the group first and then some kind of like addition at the end yeah, now yeah, because yeah. they've made so many of them. I'd say the new Avengers film actually. Yeah. Avengers, Avengers Infinity War mainly. But I only, do you know what? It's a really long film. So I only really liked it because of the ending. I don't know if you've seen. No, I've uh, not seen it. Okay. So it's, I won't give it away, but the ending is is basically what kind of, yeah, mm. it felt like, um, to me it felt like, a Game of Thrones ending, you're kind of like, what the hell? Like, I can't believe they've done this in a film. Um, and yeah, just the amount of, they. I mean, they've basically grabbed every, almost every character they've put in the films over the space of 10 years. Wow. And they managed to like fit it into, into one film. So it's just like, yeah, it was brilliant. It's That was a really good film. Um, I suppose those films like, are always good for their comedy elements as well that you yeah. don't get so much in the single superhero ones yeah the, like gang mentality and yeah like well yeah when you're around so many different personalities it i guess it sort of show yeah. it showcases um a bit more which which is which is always fun um to see um so that one was good um i loved the original x-men film actually that was mm. that was like one of my favorite things growing up um what else was there God, they've actually made so many films, haven't they? Yeah. These superhero things. Um, and it's really hard to remember which one's which. Which, honestly, <laughs> at this point, it's just like, what? Like, which uh, one? Professor Xavier. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Magneto, and then, but then something else, and then they went back in time. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, they, I mean, the X-Men franchise, they've, 
they've got to figure out what they're doing to be fair because they've done <laughs> so so much stuff with that that you, people at this point are just like I'm just going to go and watch it because it's probably going to be its own thing but I don't think anyone tries to connect those together anymore. We were literally having this conversation last night where yeah. someone was talking about um, Aquaman. Yeah, that's coming out. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Carl Drogo apparently yeah, is Aquaman. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had to kind of get him because get him to play Aquaman because <laughs> yeah. Aqu- if you had presented that to anyone, they would have been like, mm. yeah. Aquaman's got a, has had a bad rep over the past couple of years, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even really sure who Aquaman is, to be completely honest, but we're having this conversation and someone was like, oh, talking about Cyborg. And it was like, all oh, right, but then getting a Cyborg confused with Cyclops. Yeah. And Honestly, it was just, oh, there's so many. It's right so now. confusing. It, there's so, but the, the, the funniest thing is when you actually, like if you read the comics and you sort of watch whatever films or shows that they have, they've, got like some of the most interesting stories ever i think that's another thing that really got me into like comics and film i mean my dad was an actor so i loved i just grew up loving films um but i think i love stories i love a good story um and yeah when they get it right they've they've the the comic books have got like some of the best stories i've seen on on um in in like they're like the classics the classic narrative arc isn't it yeah of like you know guy or girl has some kind of trauma and then yeah. wants to rectify it and find out who they are yeah, and yeah, yeah. themselves and yeah, yeah it's all it's, it's, it's always the same it's but like, it's so good yeah when yeah and that's the thing it's just yeah when when it's when it's good it's it's good when it's bad it's really bad <laughs> yeah. but when it's when it's good it's like yeah it's really good like there was um there's a oh dc's got some really amazing animated um films and stuff which i think is where dc's kind of like thriving in terms of media um they put out like maybe three or four um animated movies like a year or something like that um and they had a lot of them adaptations of um comic book stories that have been written years ago or whatever but basically there was this one story that was amazing um it's called uh the red hood and it's basically it's a Batman story, and in that comic, basically, the Joker kills uh, Robin, and at this point, Batman is probably what like maybe twenty thirty years into his career as Batman, and so now he has a new Robin. So it's not like the Robin that everyone was originally familiar with. It's a, it's a new Robin in in the comic books. Batman's probably had about six or seven robin no nah, i'm gonna say about four or five robins right, okay. so in this one um yeah robin the the film starts off with the joker murdering robin it's like in the first <laughs> like oh four or five minutes he like kills him with a crowbar and um he's just like smacking him hammering him whatever and then basically as the film goes on you find out that there's this guy that suddenly he batman's thing has always been he doesn't kill people so then there's this guy called the red hood that comes and challenges that um authority he challenges that idea and it's like the only way you can rid yourselves of criminals in in the city and the only way that you can sort of end crime is by you know actually ending crime so he's like the punisher so he's like the punisher in in daredevil basically yeah it's like the punisher in daredevil um 
but as you watch it and as you watch it, you then later on find out that the Red Hood is uh, that Robin that was killed. <gasps> and he's basically just sort of, there's this, it goes into this whole thing where there's this guy called Rachel Gould who is one of like Batman's old enemies. He used to like bathe in this thing called the Lazarus Pit, which kind of heals him before, like just before death. So what, but they had never tried putting someone in the Lazarus Pit after death. So they put the boy in the Lazarus pit after he got killed. And because Ra- Rachel Gould had something to do with the boy getting captured and murdered. So he was like, okay, I need to try and rectify this problem. Mm-hmm. Tries to save the boy. He basically just comes back mad. He just comes back nuts and turns out he becomes a Red Hood and is now just trying to kill off all the criminals. But his main goal is to get to the Joker and he's trying to prove a point to Batman of like, because of Batman's thing has always been he arrests criminals, puts them in prison, and they break out. Yeah. It eventually just gets to the kid and he's pissed off and he's like, you've got to kill him now. He's like, <laughs> I've been killed at this point. You have got to kill him. Yeah. And Batman's just like, no. And they just get into this wicked fight. Yeah, it's just brilliant. So it's, it's like, yeah, they've got some wicked stories that they've they've put together over the years. Um, that one was just, yeah, it's brilliant though. Do you yeah. ever like read the stories in the comics and then you watch them in the films and you're like, oh, they missed that bit out. You uh, know, do you like, know what? Like, oh, that one, that's not as good as it was Sometimes in the comic. Sometimes there's some that I've actually watched first and then read back and I'm like, oh, I prefer the comic or I prefer the film. Right. Yeah. Um, but I have had those moments where I've like, where I've, where I've read it and then watched it. And I'm like, nah, nah, they got this all wrong. They, 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 um, there was, which one did they do? There was another Batman one, which is one of the best sort of, um, it's considered one of the best comic stories ever. Um, it's called uh, Batman the Killing Joke. And that story is actually about sort of the Joker and Batman's relationship with the Joker. But um, basically, the Bat- um, the Joker wanted to prove a point. He was just like, it's kind. it kind of goes to how the Joker was created. Um, and which in some stories, no one knows, but in some they have sort of this idea of, of what happened um but it goes to, to that story and the joker's idea was all it takes is one bad day for for someone to go insane or for you know their whole sort of life to to change so batman again has got another uh sidekick or protege called um batgirl and the joker basically goes to her house and shoots her and just like paralyzes her and He's like, his point that he's trying to prove is all it takes is one bad day for whatever. Um, but yeah, that's an incredible story and it's an incredible comic book, but the film's crap. <laughs> the film just like <laughs> ruined the entire story. Um, so yeah, they've they've done that with quite a few things. To be fair, they did that with... they. I mean, I don't think they ruined it, but mm. there was a Captain America film called Civil War that came out recently which um was an adaptation of the comic book civil war and civil war is i I guess there was a a a lot of reasoning as to why they couldn't do this in terms of companies and Mm. the scale of of the story but but um in civil war basically the government is saying to the avengers they've got to sign some sort of um, treaty or form or whatever contract mm. to you know basically work under the law. It's almost like 
um, I don't know, like the FBI or police or whatever. So anything that they want to do in terms of um, helping people has to be um, authorised by the government. And some of the superheroes or whatever agree, and some of them don't. So then it just becomes this massive battle against each other. But in the comic books, it's like hundreds of them. Whereas in the film, it's like maybe 20, 10, right, 10, or, yeah, like, okay, yeah, 10 yeah. or 20 of them. So yeah, uh, there's there's great stuff that they've done. Do they have people who whose job it is to like keep the continuity in comic books or can they sometimes change the stories? Like, I feel like they're, they're such extensive volumes now that it must be a full-time job to be like fact-checking. You know, like they have continuity yeah. on soap operas. Like there yeah. must be someone yeah, yeah. in EastEnders who's like, <laughs> actually, I think you'll find their son was called this. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, I think there are a few, but there's an interesting thing again that they do to be able to change some continuities. DC's got this thing called the multiverse, or uh, the multiverse is basically an excuse for it's this. It's the idea of um, I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard of the multiverse theory, where it's like there's different Earths in, in right, in, yeah, there's okay. different like universes. So kind of like in physics. Yeah, right. So the idea of like maybe there's a version on like another earth where you're I don't know like yeah, a, a, yeah. a, a I don't know wearing a hat right yeah, now you're wearing yeah. a hat or you're, you're, not. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> or you're like a martial artist or something you're like a ninja <laughs> um so basically they've DC's like tapped into that idea so it gives them room to do so much stuff and make so many different stories so there was like a story <clears throat> where Batman is um create it there's like a version of batman in like the victorian era and he's like chase he's like hunting down jack the ripper so do you know what i mean it's like all this sort of interesting stuff that they do there's i think there's like a version of superman where he's black do you know what i mean there's another cool. version of superman where he ends up in like uh soviet <laughs> russia do you know what i mean and and, and yeah there's yeah. just all these interesting versions that they have so they don't have to follow so they don't have to, the don't have to follow too much. Um, there's another thing that they do where they kind of, they call it like a crisis or, well, that was one of the things that they did, I guess, where it just kind of one sort of thing changes the entire um, universe. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So there was a story, which is, again, another really wicked film that they did um, called Flashpoint Paradox which is um, about the Flash, who's like the fastest man alive. Basically, one of Flash's powers is he can run so fast that he can run into he can run back in back and forth in time. Don't know how they figured that out, but it's genius. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he so basically he's essentially one of like the most powerful characters in the um, DC universe, and he taps into this thing called the Speed Force. So when he he his thing when he was younger was that a lot of these comic characters like their parents died at the beginning. So his mum was murdered and that basically makes him, he always kind of had this thing of like, what if, and one day decides I'm going to run back in time and save my mum from being murdered. He does that and it flips everything within the universe on its head. And I think that was one of the like best stories that they did. Like it, it changes the entire uh, DC Universe but it was just like I mean Batman's everyone knows the story of Batman his parents um, being murdered so instead of Batman's parents being murdered um, he's actually murdered so Bruce Wayne's actually murdered 
Batman's Bruce Wayne's dad becomes Batman and his mum becomes the Joker. So like the uh, the mum becomes mad from obviously this happening. Yeah. She becomes a Joker. He becomes the dad becomes mad from this happening. It just ends up becoming Batman. But he's like a much more violent, dark version of Batman. Um, and then what? I mean, yeah. There's so. It was such an interesting story. Like such an interesting story. Like uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman have an affair, and then it becomes this like gigantic war because he's like from Atlantis she's from um, Themyscira like she's an Amazon so it just creates this massive war um, and it's, yeah it was it was so good and then basically it kind of ends with um, the Flash kind of going okay cool I've got to run back in time yeah. and, and rectify this Aww. so obviously he has to run back and let his mum die oh but it, it it changes everything again and yeah it's it's, it's brilliant though. it's a wow. brilliant story yeah man how do people get into this stuff like I feel like now We've had this conversation. I want to go back and like this. It's revisit loads of films and like. Is there is there like websites where you can get entry points or they're like, I don't know. They're like Twitter accounts you follow. Like how do you? Because you I were mean, saying earlier, like, oh, this is like one of the most popular stories. Like, how do you even? How do you know that? Well, I mean, for me, I started reading all of it and I was like, this is just brilliant. Uh, for me personally, I loved the stuff that I was reading, but then. I would then go and check some stuff and, and look online and stuff, and then you see that Roddy's sort of um, comic books have done so well um, in in terms that they've like won awards for these comic books. They're considered these, you know, incredible stories. And um, yeah, and then you go and you meet some other people, and they have the same opinion, and they're like, "Oh yeah, read this comic. It's one of the best." And if someone recommends you something as right, well, yeah. You know, that, Did you go that's to like it. Comic Con and stuff like that. I've only been to one. Have I you? went to it this year. The one in Earl's Court. Was it Earl's Court? No, I think it was in. Um, what is that Pier place called? called? Um, is that it? It's at uh, XL London, I think it's called. Oh, right, yeah, 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 I went yeah, there. Yeah. That was really interesting. It was cool. It was it was definitely cool, but it was like also really interesting because you've just got these. I mean, I've got knowledge about this stuff, but you got these people that are like die hard fans that are just like <laughs> it dressed up in all these things and, and it's yeah it was incredible man and it was i thought i was gonna get there and it'd be like not that much to do but like there's so much i was there for hours it was really? crazy yeah there was just, just like stalls and people in stalls costume and... pe- I, I mean there's people that create their own comic books and, and um are selling those um there's panels so like i don't know your favorite actor from a film might be there uh, maybe there's a comic book writer that you know that's you love so that's cool. going to be there and you just listen to them talk for ages it's yeah it was it was wicked it was definitely really cool and um, i think also the ones in america are probably a bit better in uh san diego the san diego one looks like the best because they it's like if it's your favorite tv show or your favorite film um the cast will go and they'll like give you some spoilers on what's coming next. They'll show you like the trailer <laughs> to the next season. So that looks that's that's brilliant. Amazing. So yeah, that's the one I've I've got aim to go to. Uh, your passion <laughs> is so infectious. It's 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 weird. Yeah, my <laughs> my girlfriend's had to like get used to it, but she's I think she's kind of like jumping on the wagon a bit. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, man, it's oh. such interesting stuff though. So yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for talking Thank you. To me. Thank you for chatting with me and putting up with me for the past. <laughs> Loved however it. long it's been. <laughs> 
A big thanks to Sam. Sam's new single, Broke, is out now and he plays London Scala on October 30th. You have been listening to Talk the Line. I'm Jen Long. This is a podcast produced by Paul Bridgewater from the line of Best Fit with original music by Seams. We upload a new episode every other Monday. It's changed a little bit recently. It's now every other week. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on social media. You can leave us a nice review. We'll see you soon. <laughs>